This is uh, Thich Nhat Hanh's writing on Buddha's awakening. The morning star has risen. After deeply entering meditation, he began to discern the presence of countless other beings in his own body right in the present moment organic and inorganic beings minerals mosses grasses insects animals and people were all his body he saw that other beings were himself right in the present moment he saw his own past lives all his births and deaths he saw the creation and destruction of thousands of worlds and thousands of stars. He felt all the joys and sorrows of every living being, those born of mothers, those of eggs, those born of fission, who divided themselves into new creatures. He saw that every cell in his body contained all of heaven and earth and spanned the three times, past, present, and future. It was the hour of the first watch of the night. He entered more deeply into meditation. He saw how countless worlds arose and fell, were created and destroyed. He saw how countless beings passed through countless births and deaths. He saw that these births and deaths were but outward appearances and not true reality, just as millions of waves rise and fall incessantly on the surface of the sea, while the sea itself is beyond birth and death. If the waves understood that they themselves were water, they would transcend birth and death and arrive at true inner peace, overcoming all fear. <clears throat> this realization enabled the Buddha to transcend the net of birth and death, and he smiled. He attained this level of understanding at the second watch. Gautama now saw that understanding and love are one. Without understanding, there can be no love. Each person's disposition is the result of physical, emotional, and social conditions. When we understand this, we cannot hate even a person who behaves cruelly, but we can, try, we can strive to help transcend their physical, emotional, and social conditions. Understanding gives rise to compassion and love, which in turn give rise to correct action. Life is illuminated by right understanding, right thought, right speech, right action, right livelihood, right effort, right mindfulness, and right concentration. Siddhartha Gautama Buddha called this eightfold noble path the Aryamarga, Aryamarga. He saw everything as his body at this present moment.
that was Buddha's enlightenment. That star out there, that morning star, was the Buddha body, the ground he was sitting on, the Buddha body, all beings that he could see with his eyes were nothing but his Buddha body. I want to say just one more thing about um, <clears throat> about uh, birds flying in the sky, 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 leaving no trace. Of course, uh, birds birds don't even call it sky. It's just their true nature. They're doing, they're doing nothing but what birds do, fly, fly in the sky, sky, without awareness that I'm soaring, I'm free. There is nothing but boundless sky ahead of me. That's not what they say when they go from branch to branch, from tree to tree. They're just their true nature. And that's part of what, um, maybe that's all of what Kazan wants us to know. Uh, our true nature is not something that, that uh, we can put words to. Uh, the boundless, Sky is inconceivable, and yet we're always enacting our awakened true nature without a trace. He gives a, I'll just go quickly. Uh, another example is uh, the turtle, the sand turtle, who uh, walks on the sand with his four legs. And as he walks, the tail moves back and forth and it erases his trace. But actually then you don't see the footprints. You see this funny swishing line. And, um, and uh, this is a Hickson. Hickson gives this example. Uh, the turtle on the sand is kind of us thinking about boundlessness or leaving no trace. Um, because every time we put a thought to it, there's that little, every time we think we've got it, every time we think, you know, nobody can see these footprints. Uh, there's this little swish behind us leaving. So, so uh, uh, we, can, we, we can talk about soaring in the sky of Buddha nature, uh, but uh, we have to abide in it. 
uh, or else we're leaving a trace. All these words that I'm saying are traces, but they're not it. They're just pointing to it. They're pointing in that direction. So that's, uh, that's what we've been doing these seven days, is abiding fully, not leaving a trace. At 2.30 this afternoon, when the place is cleaned up, our stomachs are full. No one will know that we've even been here. No one will know what this place is. What is this place? There's no trace of what it possibly was. How could anybody know what went on here these last seven days? I, I used to, you know, take time off from work to do this and I'd come back and my workmates would say, well, what have you been doing, Patrick? And I would tell them, I would tell them with clear words. They didn't believe me. They couldn't believe that we did this. It was as if there was no, nothing, nothing believable about, about this. No, no, no trace of cognition can grasp, even when you say it with words. My mother was, um, was in dementia when uh, I was in Tassajara. 25 years ago, in one month, it'll be 25 years that I was sitting two seats down from Max and Liz was over in the corner. We were, we were sitting in the 25 degree temperature uh, 25 years ago, but, but I, would, we, I would call my parents to sort of check in. And my mother would go, where are you again? <laughs> what, what are you doing? Oh, she just, uh, it's, un, it's inconceivable. <laughs> no trace, no trace. <clears throat> I want to finish up with with um, Kazan's discussion of Secho Chikan Daiyo who was the teacher of Rujin, Buddha's teacher. So Secho Chikan was also an abbot of Tian Tang Monastery, just like Tian Tang Rujin. His teacher was Tendo Sogakudai Osho, Secho Chikandai Osho. Tendo, tendo Nyojo Daiyo Show, Jomen Daiyo Show. Sacho Chikan commented to his teacher, Tendo Sogaku, awakened ones 
have a secret body, but not secret verbal teachings. But this hidden body is not, actually, it's, it's Tendo Sogaku says this to the assembly, that there's this secret body, but not secret verbal teachings. But this hidden body was not hidden to Mahakashyapa, who smiles, nor is it essentially concealed from the gaze of any living being, for it shines everywhere, a full moon in a clear autumn sky, totally naked. And so Secho bursts into tears, hearing these words of light and cries out, why have I never heard this mystery before? His teacher says, what has caused you to weep so intensely? And Secho replies, a hidden Buddha body is not hidden to Mahakashyapa. And his teacher sees that only boundless clarity now shines. What an image this, what is this hidden body? And sometimes I get confused by Buddha's words. Why is it said that they're always so clear? I'll turn back here to Kazan. Kazan focuses a little bit on the words. And then turns his focus to this hidden body. The Buddha Dharma allows people to understand completely. How could it be said that Buddhas have, a, have secret teachings? This is what I'm getting it all backwards. Uh, this is Kashyapa's question. The Buddha's words are so clear. But what's this hidden part? And the Buddha then replies, very good. As you say, the Tathagata truly has no secret teachings. It is just a full moon in autumn exposed in the sky pure and unobscured and seen by everyone. These are the Tathagata's words, clear and seen by everyone. And then he turns to the hidden body, as does Lex Hickson. Lex Hickson points us to, uh, 
to uh, the final poem at the end where Kazan talks about our indestructible hidden body, empty and bright. This is the diamond body, not mentioned by sutras, therefore previously unencountered by Secho Chikan. But this diamond body is forever completely present. It is complete presence. This diamond body is not the seed of Buddhahood, slowly growing in sentient beings, but the complete body of self-luminous awareness, the complete Buddha body. This is why we can aspire to manifest as Buddhas during our present lifetime. Our true body, this is a Hickson, is this diamond body, not the biological instrument, the social envelope, or the karmic tendencies that shape our bodies. Kazan calls this the bright light existing only brilliantly. He alerts to sheer alertness. He he, he, what did I say? I said that wrong. He alludes to sheer alertness. The diamond body is infinite aliveness, enlivening every cell of our physical body and every strand of our personal and communal consciousness. This infinite aliveness, aliving every cell. I remember that um, Uchiyama Roshi in his commentary on the Jijuyu Zamai, um, you know, this meditation that we do that um, uh, turns this body and the entire sky into awakening. Um, we'll read that at noon service. Uh, this meditation that we've been doing in these seven days have turned our whole body, the whole earth and the entire sky into enlightenment. Um, Uchiyama says, this is the, our vivid, he uses the word vivid, um, uh, which is related to aliveness, vivid. This is our vivid connection with this life, with this only life that we have. Um, I was real excited by that word vivid and I'm excited by, by it now. <laughs> uh, every cell of our physical body, every strand of our personal communal consciousness. Can we, can we vividly with vigor inhabit this life, this very moment right now, this whole life of ours that Buddha says is all beings are right here in my body. Can we vividly inhabit that? Um, uh, 
we, we mentioned such a thing um, when we were looking at uh, Prajnatara yesterday. Um, uh, Kazan commented on Prajnatara on um, uh, on this on this um, uh, awakening with no reliance on seeing and hearing, with no reliance on the external world, just try to look beneath them. There will surely be an unexpected realization of alert knowing. There's just there's something about this alertness and being vividly connected that is, that is this diamond body within us. Um, uh, I, I, I liked, uh, here's more on the diamond body. Kazan says, it's like a mechanical, it's like a magician's mechanical man. Even though you see it lean over, stretch and look up and down, that's like when we see each other do our prostrations, we're leaning over and stretching. We can see this doing it we can see all these bodies around us doing those prostrations, um, but we don't realize that there is something inside that makes it move that way. Uh, there's, there's some diamond body that is the true body that's, 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 that's causing us to do prostrations, that's causing us to uh, chant the juju yuzamai and, and try to harmonize in the refuges. That's the diamond body that's moving, moving our lips. And um, as if we were, as, as if we were the mechano man at the boardwalk. <clears throat> Kazan says, you should know that there is someone with a capital S who is not only speechless, but also mouthless. That's why the mechano man has to, or the mechanic, the, the, the someone has to move our lips for us because the, the mechano man is mouthless. Not only is this someone mouthless, but it has no eyes. From the beginning, it has not possessed a hair's worth of the four elements and the six senses. Though it is like this, it is not emptiness, nor is it nothingness. Even though you say, even though you say that you're seeing things and you're hearing sounds, it is not your eyes or your ears. It is this faceless fellow doing it. I, I, I've been trying to, to make it gender neutral, but, um, but I can't resist the alliteration uh, that Kazan, or that uh, this, that, that, uh, that, that Francis Cook found with the faceless fellow. Um, your mind and body were provided by this someone. And, and this is, this is the, this is the, um, the uh, person in the grass hut who's built a hut, this body. Um, 
And now that, now that we're here, let's sit down. Let's sit down and just relax. Uh, relax hundreds of years, uh, Sekito says. Now that we've built this body of this karmic body, now that this someone has built this, this body, let's relax and let go of hundreds of years. Somewhere, somewhere in here, I won't be able to find it. Uh, Kazan says, we can say this, but you have to do it. Um, it's written, he says, it's written all over the Dharma. And, and you know, it's written all over this book. I mean, uh, I, I mean, haven't we heard Kazan try to say this uh, over and over again, that it's sky, 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 it's the diamond body, it's, um, it's uh, the, the uh, boundless ocean of, the, of all Buddhas. You know, it's, it's all over our literature, but we have to vividly, we have to vividly inhabit this moment to meet this faceless someone, to know this faceless someone that is our true body. In order to get you, in order to get you to know this realm, spiritual teachers use unlimited means to get you to put an end to the six senses and stop everything meaning stop everything, clear your calendars, and just sit for seven days and drop off that body that has eyes, ears, nose, tongue, mind. Just drop that off. Put an end to the six senses and stop everything. It's just alertness. When the three disasters of water, fire, and wind occur and the world is destroyed, this diamond body is not destroyed. When the world appears again and its six paths arise and myriad things are sprouting up profusely, this thing does not change. This diamond body does not change. Even Buddhas can't understand why this happens, um, uh, Kazan says. Even Buddhas don't know what to make of this. Uh, remember, remember when uh, there was the big fire at Tassajara and all the surroundings of Tassajara. When was that? 2008 or, uh, uh, but, but, that, that, you know, where the fire monks, when the fire monks had to jump into action. Um, uh, the fire was in like a June or July, and uh, I had tickets to go to, to go to Tassajara in, in Labor Day, which was, you know, the beginning of September. And, uh, and they had, swept up the ashes by then. They'd opened the pool. 
and they were inviting guests back in. Mm -hmm. I think they only closed down for six weeks because the, the property itself wasn't wasn't burnt, but the surrounding was a huge was a conflagration. And so my friend and I um, drove up there, and it was like it was like being on the moon. It was just all gray because of all the ash. And uh, except there were these black sticks, you know, which were the trunks of the trees that had burned. So all gray with these black sticks. I mean, it was eerie. It was totally eerie. It took our breath away. It took our words away. You're just like this. And uh, so, you know, but, you know, the fire was June, July. I was there two months later driving through this ash heap of territory. And at the base of each of these black sticks was a green sprout. It was amazing. What was, what was happening? Even Buddhas don't know what to make of it. Um, uh, myriad things were, were sprouting profusely. Even Buddhas don't know why that happens, but there it was after the big fire that destroyed the world. Then things start sprouting again with their, maybe those were the diamond bodies of each of the trees. The diamond, now that body and mind had dropped away, all we could see were the diamond bodies. Not even Buddhas knew what was happening. If you want to reach this realm in person, getting to know your diamond body, you must close your eyes for a while, regulate your breathing, forget your body, have no place for your body to lodge, have no relationship with things. And this is the secret. This is how you do it. And then become like a cloudless blue sky and become like the great ocean without waves. Then you will know your true diamond body. If you want to personally experience this realm, becoming the blue sky, meeting, meeting your Buddha body, you must practice with everything you have. What is it that everything we have? We just have this moment, this moment that we can inhabit completely with vividness, with a live body and mind completely inhabit this moment. We can do it with every cell. Every cell can experience that vivid inhabiting of this moment. We can, we can close our eyes right now and drop our shoulders and just say, I am completely inhabiting this present moment with every breath, 
I am just inhabiting completely this present moment. I am just inhabiting completely this present moment. When that becomes too long, you can just, with every breath, go, I am. I am. And then even that drops off. And it's just the mind of our diamond body. It is called the indestructible hidden body. That body is empty and bright. May we know this diamond body, this clear, boundless blue sky, this infinite ocean that is nothing but the true self. Beings are numberless, I vow to save them. Delusions are inexhaustible. I vow to end them. Dharma gates are boundless. I vow to enter them. Buddha's way is unsurpassable. I vow to become it. Beings are numberless. I vow to save them. Delusions are inexhaustible. I vow to end them. Dharma gates are boundless. I vow to enter them. Buddha's way is unsurpassable. I vow to become it. Beings are numberless, I vow to save them. Delusions are inexhaustible, I vow to end them. Dharma gates are boundless, I vow to enter them. Buddha's way is unsurpassable.